When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show Stoppage Time. I'm Henry Hewitt and as always I'm joined by... Elliot Holman. Um, I've, I've managed to stay in the country. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah, me and Poppy have took a trip to Spain. Just a, a little break. Um, you know, MLS got too much for us uh, with all the action and the drama. Uh, but I'm here in Spain, and Elliot, you're there in the world-famous now MLS UK Show studio. Yes! Oh, what a, what a moment that was. Um, I loved it in here, Saturday night. You wouldn't understand because you've, um, you, you've given up on MLS and gone on holiday, but um, I was in here Saturday night. I, you know, we've got the three screens in here, which you normally see behind us on, on the podcast, and I had uh, Atlanta on one. Orlando on the other, and then in the middle, MLS 360. And I took a picture, put it on Twitter, and then the next thing I knew, it was on Apple TV. Like, what's going on? And everyone was messaging me. Um, I wish I'd have put a bit more effort into the picture now. Got got the logo in, you know? Yeah, everyone was messaging you. Apart from one person, that was me, who uh, I'd had too many sangrias in the day and, uh, and couldn't stay up. And then I woke up, um, suddenly my phone was like... Uh, I, you know, I, my phone actually had lost charge. I forgot to charge it up. Charge up in the morning, it was going buzz, 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 buzz. I was like, "What's going on here?" And then it's you just going, "Henry, wake up!" <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, how are you missing?" I was like, part of me thought you might be watching stupidly because you know you do an MLS <laughs> podcast. Um, but then I was like, "Oh, he's obviously not awake." And then I sent you the video of it anyway. I like rewound it, took a video, sent him the video. Nothing. I was like, "Oh, well." Um, but the rest of America and Canada saw it, so that's good. Well, that's our target audience, that and uh, the hardly souls who uh, stay up in the UK as well. Um, but so uh, we're going to be talking about MLS in a moment. I just want to ask, though, first of all, have you seen a new series of Ted Lasso? It started. This is really awkward. Um, I, I I haven't seen any Ted Lasso, uh, and I know I that's thought, sacrilege. I thought you had. I thought you'd watch the first two series. No, uh, I have no reason either. I really want to watch it. I've had Apple TV Plus for for years. I, I've I've got no reason why I haven't. It just I don't know. I just haven't got around to watching it. I want to persuade Bryony to watch it with me, um, and a lot of her friends watch it, which has really helped. So we are like we've discussed it recently, like even before this new series. Like we discussed it, like oh, we should watch Ted Lasso. Just haven't. You could argue that you were actually protesting against it. I've seen a lot of people, I'm going to ask you this, I've seen a lot of people uh, on social media, a lot of uh, Americans in particular, who are saying that Ted Lasso is actually doing the US soccer 
uh, a disservice and it's actually putting people against it and making fun of it and making them, you know, when they're trying to get respect across the world, it's it's knocking them back a bit. I mean, you haven't seen the show. I'm sure you've seen little bits and heard about it. Um, do you, can you understand that or do you think they've, they're being harsh on themselves? Yeah, well, it's, it's funny you mentioned it actually because um, I actually decided I didn't want to watch it because of that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's exactly why. Edit that bit in um, to, this, to the first bit. Thanks. Um, yeah, no, I do get it. Um, but look, I, I think here in, here in the UK, we're really good at laughing at ourselves. And I think there's things in the UK, not even sport related, just in general, that, that we're not great at and we're getting better at and we can laugh about it. And I think same thing with, you know, US soccer. We know we know for years that people have torn into, um, you know, US soccer. We know that. Like, that's a fact. It doesn't mean that it's not great now. Um, and so I think, you know, I think it's just a little bit of a, a little bit of a laugh. Um I'm I'm actually really looking forward to watching it. Even more so now I'm seeing that people are criticizing it. Um because we we know our feelings. We're we're honest about it. We're the Brits who love MLS and it feels like at times we're the only people in the world. But you know, especially in Europe. But um no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't I don't I don't buy into that. Yeah, it was funny. We had a, a comment on our TikTok this week just saying like, why do you watch MLS and not the Prem? And like you can't just watch one league. We do watch multiple leagues. We we, we watch the Premier League as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I can understand, to be honest. I mean, someone who watched it, you know, I, I can understand why they would uh, think that. But I mean, for me, Ted Lasso is a way of uh, introducing soccer and introducing uh, in particular, like uh, what's happening in Europe and in England, uh, you know, with the biggest league in the world, it's it's about introducing that to a US audience. Uh, of course, Jason Sudeikis is a uh, a big actor in the States. And, um, you know, I think it's he's done a great job of doing that. And uh, saw they're even uh, in the White House this week. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's, it's getting soccer into a, a more mainstream audience. Uh, I can understand why. Uh, you know, US soccer fans are a bit uh, disheartened by it and think it is knocking them back. And I know then when Jesse Marsh started in the in the Premier League, there were comparisons to Ted Lasso there. But but come on, you know, lighten up. It's it's a good show. It's entertaining. And uh, as as people who love MLS or as a person, because you've not seen it, as who loves MLS in this country in the UK, uh, no, I think it's great. And I, I, it's not it's not made me think any differently to. Uh, US soccer fans, we see a lot of them on our social media. We watch Apple TV as well. So we know that you guys in the States, the educated ones, know, know, you know you, what you, you know a lot about soccer. Yeah, I, I, look, we're, we're all here. You're listening to this podcast because you uh, love MLS as much as we do. And we've had loads of great comments this season of people discovering the, the podcast for the first time. You know what we're about. You know our views on the league. I think... We can we can enjoy Ted Lasso. We can enjoy MLS. Let's you know. Let's draw a line under it. I'll actually bother to watch it at some point as well. That'll help. Right. Well, let's move on to uh, the stoppage time episode then. For those who don't know, and uh, there won't be many of you because our last stoppage time episode last week was our highest rated show on YouTube. So thanks very much if you've wow. seen that. Um, you know, we uh, we are actually getting so far this season higher views on stoppage time episodes in our main episodes. I promise you that isn't the reason why we've done another one this week. It is literally because I'm in Spain. 
Uh, but what we do on this episode is we have a look at the three or four biggest talking points in MLS and discuss them in a bite-sized version of MLS UK show. Uh, now, we would normally be doing a main episode this week where we go through the, the matches from the weekend. So because we're not, the first uh, talking point this week should be just a round-off of some of the matches that did happen this last weekend and another eventful weekend in MLS. Uh, first of all, we give apology to them last week, Elliot. St. Louis, they've done it. Four wins out of four at the start of the season. Yeah, most successful expansion side in MLS history. I, do you know what? We gave them credit last last week, and and you know that we did, we did our apology. I still th- I still think it's okay for us to say I, it's going to take a while for us to see their identity, um, because I, I I think especially you know the the goal at the weekend it just seemed like just brute force and commitment drive forward get the shot away. I I I'm looking forward to seeing how this continues. I think we all are. We're all fascinated by it. Um, but but from a real geeky soccer point of view, I want to I want to drill down. What's the plan? What's what's the you know what's the style of play? I, I'm really excited to see where they are in ten games time because this is on LAFC Atlanta United levels currently. Yeah, and it's um, I mean they've surprised us all with how well they've done. I noticed some of the comments on our YouTube video last week was actually saying that you know saying thanks for appreciating St. Louis and even the fans were shocked by the start they've had and yeah they, they're developing that identity and as you said last week it's a, an identity that a lot of teams are struggling to play against how they'll do later in the season when teams are coming becoming used to that uh, we'll have to wait and see but for now it's been a great start you know you, you look at the home games and think yeah probably should have won those two uh, but the wake wins in Austin and Portland have been fantastic. And I, I look forward to seeing how long this will last and how St. Louis will do. Um, you know, if they can get enough points on the board in this first half of the season uh, before League's Cup. And uh, if anyone can hear that, I, I think the person next door, the Spanish person next door is doing some uh, DIY, annoyingly. So apologies if there's banging in the background. Uh, or maybe... It's uh, Oscar Pereira trying to get out of his press conference. <laughs> um, that's the second talking point, uh, looking back at the weekend. I wanted to bring this up. I know we talk a lot about Orlando because you support them, but you know I've, I saw this online. He was doing his press conference. A few fans were knocking on and, and shouting through to him. Uh, what do you make of this? Is it harsh? Um, the, the criticism isn't harsh. Uh, the, the, the act is harsh. Um, there's, no need, there's no need for that. Um, you know, we all we all have have our views. My mine does. You know, my criticism of of Pareja is uh, even I feel harsh about it because the the guy's done a good job. But I just I just think the club has grown a lot since he since he joined. Part of that is down to him, of course. Um, but I I do think in terms of the the roster that the front office have got together last season and especially this season. Um, <laughs> it's hard to have any excuses it really is this is one of the best rosters in in the whole of MLS not just in the Eastern Conference um so questions will be asked because questions were being asked last season um haven't started well um put in a good show in in the Champions League and I think the Champions League the CCL excuse uh kind of kind of bails him out for now so um we'll see where we are in a couple of months but yeah you, you don't need to be storming the press conference that's um that's just stupidity but um i certainly understand the frustrations you were very optimistic at the start of a season uh, is that still there or, or are these first four games where well, you've not done badly um you know the weekend was a, a poor result but you've not done badly on the whole are you still optimistic or has that dwindled a little bit 
I'm still fairly optimistic because I think this roster has the ability to put a run together. I I do. The the CCL is a huge factor in this. We've seen it with Philly. We've seen it with Vancouver. We've seen it with Austin, um, even LAFC, you know, uh, drawing at the weekend. I think it's a definite factor. Um, Orlando aren't in it anymore. They drew the (laughs) the toughest team in the whole competition. Um, They put up a really good fight in CCL. We just haven't seen that in MLS yet. So, um, you know, it gets time in my book, but I, you know, I was quick to jump on, on the the Pereira out last season because I I wasn't impressed. We we weren't good at home. We're still not good at home. Um, So, so yeah, let's, let's see where we are in, uh, in a couple of months. Well, I take no pleasure in you, uh, you know, in Orlando losing and you being uh, disheartened. I've got to say, even though Atlanta are top of the conference and won 5-1 at the weekend, um, I think I've got to, uh, We, you know, we apologised to St. Louis last week. I think my apology this week has got to be to my own boys, Atlanta. I was very, uh, you were optimistic. I was not, to say the least, not optimistic. Um, finishing seventh would have been a good season. And uh, no, we've... We've started the season terrifically well. 5-1 against Portland. Uh, an awesome free kick from uh, Almeida. Everything's going right for Atlanta at the moment. Um, are you? Can you see any, uh, you know, can you see anything in that? Or is it difficult for you to uh, acknowledge it because Orlando got beat? Six years in and listen, he's still got so much glee in his voice <laughs> when he says that. Um, no, I messaged you and told you Atlanta were fantastic because um, I watched it. Of course, I actually um, support them more <laughs> than you do, um, and I I think they were fantastic. The, there there is you know they did go one nil down. Questionably, that goal was chalked off. Let's be honest. Um, however, it was one of the only cross conference games. Portland travelled huge distance to Atlanta. Um, you know that that is a it's a massive factor in MLS. It it is it's a fact. Um, if they were turning over Columbus, Orlando, Miami, fair enough. Um, but I think travel's a huge factor. But Atlanta are a good. They're a good side this year. I've t- I told you that. You didn't believe me. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I, I stand by that. Do I think they win the conference? No, but there's no way they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I think I needed to see them. You know, seeing uh, Yakamakis, for example, uh, on Saturday, I mean, what ahead of that was the score. And he, he looks like he's going to be very busy up front. To me, they just look like they're enjoying themselves. It was exhibition football. You know, they, it was that Yakamakis goal where, you know, there were two or three long-range passes. And it just looked like, a, like I said, like an exhibition game. It was brilliant to see. And, and great to see Atlanta getting back to the Atlanta that we know. And, uh, you know, shades of... Um, where they were and where we were two or three years ago uh, with the likes of Martinez and Almiron. So, uh, you know, it's a big effort because that team did win MLS Cup. And I'm like you, do I think they're going to win MLS Cup? Probably not. But from here and the start they've had and the way they're playing, you've got to fancy playoffs. I think it would be a, a huge drop if they didn't. Um, you know, and, and whereas last season they lost a lot of players to injury, hopefully these big players can stay fit. Um, the last uh, game I want to talk about, the last team I want to talk about recapping the weekend is LA Galaxy. Um, it's not been quite the start to the season that I'm sure fans would have hoped. I know a lot of stuff is being said off the pitch. I uh, saw uh, Eli from um, This Week in MLS uh, on the Cooligans the other day. He was talking about Chris Klein and, and how it's not quite working out. Um, what, what From your point of view, obviously we're on the outside, we're not LA Galaxy fans, but what is going wrong there at the moment? Do you know what? I, I think they were unlucky to, to draw the game at the weekend. Um, 
created so many chances, had the ball cleared off the line. Um, it was their first uh, home game, of course. And I, I don't, I wouldn't be worried at this point, if I'm honest. Um, home form's where it's at. That's why I'm concerned about Orlando, of course. Um, and I think their performance was great. When they were 1-0 down, um, I, I messaged my mate and I said, look, you, you've, got to, you've got to get on uh, you know, Vancouver not to win this game because LA Galaxy are all over them. Um, and and the goal followed pretty soon after because they I I didn't see Vancouver with with the ball in the LA half after they scored so um, yeah I, I wouldn't be too concerned at this point yeah well I watched the highlights uh, of the game on um, on Saturday and I think yeah they had two goals disallowed the, the second one for Jokic was harsh I've got to say um, but you know I think what worried me for LA Galaxy is the fact that on the highlights there was that moment there in the seventy sixth minute. And then nothing else after that. You know, the last 15 minutes of a game where you they, they, they're at home, they should be beating Vancouver, and there's nothing in the highlights to say that they even had any chances. So that would be disappointing. It just felt a bit flat for me, um, you know, watching that. You know, the fans are obviously upset at the moment. I think that's rubbing off on the whole place. Um, and it's, it's a shame because we did expect a bit more from LA Galaxy this year on the pitch anyway. Um, and hopefully they can they can get that sorted and and push on for them. But yeah, I think the start of the season, okay, LAFC was was postponed. But the way LAFC are playing, you'd have probably thought that they would have won that. Uh, and then defeats, you know, in in the um, so one defeat against uh, Dallas and then SKC and Vancouver draws. It's uh, it's probably not been good enough for LA Galaxy at the moment. Uh, right, we're going to talk uh, now about some of the other talking points in MLS this week. And first of all, this hasn't been confirmed yet, but strong rumours that the MLS All-Star game this year will be against Arsenal in DC in July. Uh, we've had two years of playing Liga MX and now they're going back to the European Super Clubs. Uh, what do you think, Elliot? Are you excited for this one? Yeah, the, the European clubs for me are where it's at. I know we're here in the UK. I understand that that's probably a biased view. Let, let me know if, if you think I'm uh, wrong or if you agree. I haven't even watched the last couple. I don't have a feeling on these Mexican teams. We already have the the, the League's Cup and uh, and whatever where we're, where we're sort of fabricating this this rivalry with Mexico. So we don't need the the All-Star game to also be against a Mexican team. Um this is really nice. Arsenal have got a huge chance to win the Premier League and then come straight over uh to to DC, I believe, um Audi Field and 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 play an MLS All-Star team. It's great for it's great for us. It's great for the league. It's going to be a great game to watch. This is fantastic news. Yeah, I agree. I was I was buzzing when I heard about it. You know, I know a lot of people, especially MLS sort of pundits, have have had mixed feelings. I saw somebody, I can't remember who it was, so apologies for that, but I did see somebody say that this is a no lose sorry, no win situation for MLS because yeah, if they beat Arsenal, they've they've beaten Arsenal, but if they lose, then it means that the best players in this league can't beat uh, you know, another team. Which I can understand that. I think it's a bit harsh because, you know, these players haven't really played with each other. They're playing against each other every week. So, you know, to get that team cohesion will be will be a bit difficult. But I can understand what they're saying. And, uh, you know, I also saw a few people saying, well, why don't we go back to the uh, East versus West, which I actually think is a very good idea. And that would be very interesting to see. But, um, but on the whole, for me, yeah, I know we're from the UK. I know English bias, maybe. But, um, you know, I can't wait to see Arsenal play 
um, you know, MLS all-star team and uh, and see how they do. And I think it is a challenge. You know, if Arsenal do win the Premier League, they, uh, they'll be on top form. They'll be the, the team to beat. So it'd be interesting to see if they can do that. It's also the day after my baby's due date. So this could be the first game that we get to watch together. So uh, fingers crossed it arrives in time and I can get home uh, and I'm sure it won't be crying at all and it'll all be fine and really easy and I can just sit and watch the All-Star game. Well, in that case then, let's move on to the next uh, talking point and it's a man who will be back in England by the time your baby's born then, if it comes on its due day. Uh, Lewis O'Brien has signed for DC United. Um, He has signed a long deal until July 16th. Uh, now, uh, there's a bit of a story behind this one. Uh, Lewis O'Brien signed for Nottingham Forest amongst the 10 million other players that signed for him in the summer. Uh, has not managed to to hold down a first team place. Uh, he was going to go out on loan to Blackburn Rovers in the Championship um, in January. The paperwork didn't go through in time and then he was stuck in limbo because Nottingham Forest had submitted their roster and he wasn't in it. So he's been kind of looking for something to do for the last few months and DC... Uh, give him a call, Wayne Rooney give him a call and said come play for us until July 16th now there is a a clause in it to say that DC can buy him if they want to and if the deal's right Um, but uh, you know this guy was a very good player for for Huddersfield in the Championship Elliot do you think he'll do well in, in MLS? Yeah, it could take him a while to get going for for the reasons that you've you've just outlined. Um, but uh, clearly a top talent in in the championship. Um, I, I've been used to my team Norwich kind of dominating in the championship the last couple of years, and and he was somebody that that always stood out to me. You know, when when you're playing uh, when he's on the opposition, I think somebody who you know was matching the level of some of the players at Norwich who were hitting you know 20 goals a season 20 assists a season so um you know I, I'm I'm glad for him that he gets a solution for a start um to to, to what's been going on um and yeah I, I think once he gets going you know working with Wayne is is a huge um you know huge thing for for a lot of British players and um, I hope he hits the ground running in MLS. And obviously, we'd love to keep him. We don't want him going back to Forest and, and sitting on the bench so um, or, or not even making the bench. So we, we'd love to get him into MLS and keep him. And uh, maybe, just maybe, he will feature on the Anton Walks game with a changing name. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he needs to make one appearance at least. So hopefully he'll do that. Uh, but, you know, I did. I, yeah, I felt sorry for him. And that wasn't just because he almost played for Blackburn Rovers. Um, it's because of the situation. And, you know, he went to Nottingham Forest, a difficult situation where he was competing with a lot of other players for them spots. And then they signed more players in January. So, uh, yeah, it was it was tough for him. So he's he's not really played at all this season. And I think in those situations, the players just need a bit of a change. Um, you know, he could have signed back in the championship and he's going back to the league that he knows well. But I think for him, you know, going to a new country, getting away from it all, um, you know, for the next four or five months will be great for him and experiencing a new league. And, you know, I think we, we've said before, you know, with championship players, League One players in, in England, that sometimes you have a choice. You can either stick around in those leagues and just go from team to team, or like Johnny Russell has and Bradley Wright Phillips did, uh, you can actually go live in America, live this great life, um, 
you know, and, and then being a league where you're competing for championships and playing in CONCACAF Champions Leagues and then potentially the World Club Championship, which you wouldn't do if you were playing for the likes of Blackburn or Nottingham Forest or Huddersfield. So, yeah, fingers crossed for him, it works out. And, uh, you know, DC need that bit of uh, oomph. I know they, uh, they narrowly got beat at the weekend, so they need something and hopefully he will uh, provide that. Um, right, last on the agenda for this episode of Stop His Time is TikTok. MLS have teamed up with TikTok and uh, I cannot wait to see, uh, you know, some of the players, or old players, Nick Raimondo doing TikTok dances maybe, the uh, MLS season pass guys, or Taylor Twelman, um, you know, doing his stuff on there. I think it should be uh, very entertaining. Yeah, you're uh, going to rename him Tick. TikTok, Ramondo. Um, I I hope this stands us in good stead. You know how um, TikTok are very specific with their algorithms and what works. If they've struck a deal with MLS, we've already got the MLS UK show on TikTok. So um, first of all, quick cheeky plug. Make sure you go and give us a follow. Um, but yeah, hopefully um, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be seeing more of the stuff we do as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think stuff like this is important. That the MLS have taken a massive step forward in in terms of marketing. They're doing everything correct. Um, you know, from from the Apple TV deal to to some of the smaller stuff. If you remember when we first started out, they invited us to uh, to the Rivalry Week um, event they had in London, and Frank Lampard was there. And uh, you know, uh, they they do good stuff like this, and they're really rocketing forward. So uh, anything like this is is fantastic. We all know TikTok is exactly where um, everything is going. So um, spot on, really good move. Uh, I I believe is a fantastic move. Yeah, and I think what's exciting is as well is that there's going to be an MLS hub where it's got, uh, you know, like videos and clips and stuff like that uh, for content creators. So, um, you know, it could introduce, you know, these these people on there who, who perhaps are watching the Premier League or other European leagues, uh, you know, to, to dip in the toe in the MLS water. And, you know, I think that would be great because I think as many MLS content creators as they are, uh, you know, even more and just spreading the word will be fantastic. And I think these this deal, along with the Apple TV deal, I know TikTok branding will be all over the stadiums as well. Um, yeah, I think it'll be really, uh, really beneficial and really great for the league. So I can't wait to see, uh, you know, what it what it uh, provides. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I I probably will step back from uh, from doing any of the dances um, unless we're going to see. The likes of Chicha, uh, maybe Martinez, you know, getting involved, setting the trends, then then I'll jump on board. What a thought. What a thought to go out on. Um, right, well, that's it from us. Thanks very much for watching or listening. Uh, don't forget, if you're on YouTube, uh, give us a subscribe and uh, click the notification bell as well and give us a like. Uh, we're on 900 subscribers now. I think we're only on 650 or 600 at the start of the season, so... That's really pushing up. So, uh, yeah, we're really thankful for all you new subscribers as well as our regular listeners and viewers who are coming back. Uh, if you are listening on your podcast provider, then uh, there's one rule and one rule only when it comes to the ratings, Elliot. It's LA Galaxy style, five stars only. Um, I've really enjoyed seeing these coming in. So uh, so keep them coming. I love reading them and uh, and I've loved seeing your comments as well. So uh, I know we highlighted how much we get. We get an email every time someone comments and uh, I actually really enjoy reading it. So, so keep those coming. Thank you. Come and say hi. Yeah, so in the uh, UK football podcast charts, we talked about it a few weeks ago. We said we were just behind Jamie Carragher. I can confirm we are now above Jamie Carragher's podcast. Yes. 
uh, we're number 36. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, for getting us up the, uh, the ladder in um, the UK football soccer pace. Uh, right, well, that's it from us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of MLS UK Show. But for now, I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. See ya. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.